Hey, this is Glenn Foster, ThatCanadianGuy.com. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio. Writing pens ready, we're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Welcome to Anything Goes with Darren Frost. I'm your announcer, Dave Martin, and alongside me is Kathleen McGee. We are coming to you like we do every single week here from the XM Studios in Toronto. This is a no-holds-barred talk show talking about events in the news, pop culture, and the state of Canadian stand-up comedy. And without further ado, right beside me with his head in his hands, here's Darren Frost. Yes, yes, yes. Here is Darren Frost. Welcome to the show. Uh, Another episode of Anything Goes. It was quite the week uh, for all three of us. We had some shows and some things going on. And uh, this week's show, we have a special guest. Sandra Z is in the studio. She has her own show 10 times a day on a little bit of a three-minute window of her own perspective on pop culture and sexual escapades on XM Radio. So we're going to have her in here. I'm sure her and Kathleen are going to catfight a little. That'll be a little fun. You just want us to catfight. That's what I want. And rip each other's clothes off. Yeah. Talk about sex. And start pounding each other's clits. Whoa, okay. I don't know if that's good for radio. <laughs> that's good for Dave. I don't know if it's good for radio. Uh, where were you, Kathleen, this week? Your big week? Come on. This was the- my big week. I got to headline uh, the downtown Toronto Yuck Yucks for the very first time, and I had a blast, and uh, a lot of people said they enjoyed it, and I don't think I offended that many people. I don't think I walked anybody, so that was good, and it was super fun. I loved it. And uh, And now where do you go from there? Now I start hosting for you for the next three weeks. Uh, Lucky Kathleen. I know. Everyone's like, oh, you're a headliner now. I'm like, well, no, this is my headline spot. And now I host for Darren Frost for three weeks. (laughs) We're in in Kitchener next weekend, though, which is my favorite. Kitchener Yuck Yucks. Used to be called New Berlin until uh, some things went down and then they changed that name. Those crazy Germans. Yeah, those nuts. The Germans actually are in, you know, all under snow and everything. They can't congregate in groups because of the weather and some people would call that karma, I think. Everybody's freaking out over snow this year. Yeah. Like, have we not ever had snow before? Well, they haven't. Ever? Well, it's very rare in Europe. That's why things are getting all fucked up and planes and people's trips and it's it's crazy. It really is. I know. I had a friend that was in the London airport for three days and they told him don't leave because your flight might leave, but they wouldn't, you know, he was stuck in the airport. He said it was it was chaos. People were going crazy. You have that many people in an area with that little sleep and that much frustration. I'm like, I'm surprised that not more people were murdered. My, uh, my wife's friend has uh, two young children, was stuck in an airport for six days. Oh, my God. With six two kids? Six days with two children under 10. Oh my sell God. the children. Get the fuck out of there. I would sell the children. I would sell the children. Take them to the swatch. Take them to the swatch shop and right. sell them. You want you want something to go with that wristwatch? Here's a little kid. Here's a little whiny kid. How was your weekend, Dave? Speaking of whiny kids, uh, my weekend was fine. 
I was just uh, <laughs> Dave's in a pissy mood. Yeah, just because I Kathleen wants Ted Williams, the homeless guy, uh, to uh, do our announcement. I do because how many times did it take you to do the announcement today? Uh, well, three times, but at the both, you know, you know, Darren's uh, screaming about how much this is going to suck and this is not going to work <laughs> and that's not going to work. My cock was bleeding over the weekend. Blah blah hey, blah. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Maybe I made Dave. that up. Maybe I made that up. Fuck. The, uh, hey, hey, my, 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 uh, my abscess at the top of my ass has come back. Oh, so nice. we all got things to talk about. What did Our, you do all, this weekend? Uh, well, I started my, pers- uh, my antibiotics for the, uh, the oh. golf size. Oh, is uh, that what it's called? Yeah. What, 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 what did you think it was called? Oh, I, I thought you were talking about your cleanse. You're gonna no, he has oh. to take antibiotics for the pus-filled abscess on the top of his back. Yeah, that Aaron Berg just told me to drink beer and take some Tylenols for when we were in New York. That's where I, I picked it up in New York. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I did a show Saturday night at one of the uh, the local marijuana-friendly rooms, and uh, I think I was at uh, Kathleen's show on Friday. The uh, early show was one of the uh, the best that I think I'd uh, seen her do before. But, oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, I think you had an overall good weekend, wasn't it? It was super fun. It was the best time I ever had so far. And then far. Darren had a uh, thing of uh, at uh, in Kingston. You had some ups and you had some downs. Yeah, Kingston... Uh... You know, is uh, it's two good shows, one show that was shit. That's the, you know, that's not bad. It's if I was a, a ball player, I'd be making millions of dollars. That's 50, 66, 50. You know, that's not fifty fifty, but two shows good, one show bad. That's oh, not I thought 50, there were two. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm a moron. <laughs> this is why yeah. I don't, this is why I'm not an accountant. Yeah. Next week, the show's gonna be called Math with Kathleen. <laughs> Don't teach me. I have ten apples. Someone takes seven. I have seventeen apples. (laughs) Yes, Kathleen. That's how I live my life. I put five hundred dollars on my credit card. So now, if I spend a thousand dollars, I'm saving two hundred. There we go. That's right. Uh, Yeah, Kingston was fine. It was with Bobby Mayer, a a great, funny young comic, and uh, it was uh, very much by the numbers. And one show, I just got tired of fighting the crowd, and that's what happens. You you just eventually get fucking tired of fighting, and that's, that's you know. But the thing is, this week we got some fan mail. I don't want to forget this. I want to know what this is about. You wouldn't tell we, me. We got an email message uh, in December. It takes uh, three months to work its way through the XM studio. Oh, Jesus to get to Christ. Me, but, uh, Here, you, this was from July. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are funny back in December. Uh, it said, uh, love your show. Uh, why don't you just take it easy on Kathleen? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that, look at Dave's Kathleen. face. Look at Dave's face. Dave's about Dave's to cry. Like a child. The fuck? When what I told Dave me? that, his first reaction was like, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck?" Yeah, what, take, what, the, what about me? Yeah, maybe you should take it easy on me. Maybe you shouldn't bash say, my love like for you, Edmonton. I didn't say that like you stole my lunch money or something like that. I think it was just more like what show of what one show did they listen to where we were bashing Kathleen? Probably the Edmonton show. As opposed show. to the ninety-eight percent of the other shows that we do, where I'm I happen to be the doormat of every episode that we that we record here. But it's just because of you are a doormat. <laughs> it's easier. Right. That's just oh, oh, oh what just oh so you, you uh, after the show you're just gonna <laughs> go poke at dogs in cages and make fun of retarded kids because it's easier for you, David. You hey. just like to do things easier. What? You like what? to do things easier. You just went to yeah, the hacky land of, of yeah, retard. Yeah. Well, I just well, you said I I am a doormat, so I just I was just that doesn't mean that you you call yourself a doormat. No, I didn't. I just said that you guys were treating me like a doormat. Is this like a therapy session? I'm enjoying that we got fan mail. Well, I know. Okay, so so were you? Were, do you do you think that's justified that we should? Uh, I, I like to again. I like to know what episode that that guy. Was I guarantee to. you that was. I guarantee you that was the one where you well, were. We bitching were mocking a, Edmonton. Yes, because you and oh, I. I'm not going to get into another argument of Toronto and Edmonton versus Dave, 
because Dave's only been to Toronto and he's been to Edmonton once and he didn't like him like it there. So I haven't been to Toronto. I was born and raised here. I've been to Edmonton. <laughs> he's been to Edmonton. Yes. And 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 back. Well, what? I mean, what? I, I'm always the first to say that I'm a big city snob, and I say everything. You know, I take everything. I put everything that I'm about to say in context by saying I'm a big city snob, and I just look down at every other place in Canada except for Montreal and Vancouver. Oh my God, <laughs> you're such a douchebag. Well, okay. You can do what Drew's showing up to. I can't wait for the fan mail this week. This, yeah. I want fan mail. Fuck this. I want fan mail to tell us who they who we should le- um, ease up on. Yeah. Mathematically speaking, one of us <laughs> is going to get it. Yeah. One of us will get it in <laughs> August. <laughs> we'll get an email in August saying, remember when yeah. you were... <laughs> Uh well this is something you guys brought up uh, earlier uh someone you went and saw a movie what movie did you go see I uh I went to go see the movie Blue Valentine and um I ended up going with Trevor Boris uh he's another comedian here in Toronto and basically we just kind of at the end of the movie we were holding each other's hands and crying and then at the end Trevor just looked at me and was like well I'm never falling in love again you can just fuck that shit. And then, but it was so funny because it was, I just looked at him and I said, this is the worst first date movie ever. Well, hey, do you want to tell us about like uh, who's in the movie and uh, and what's the premise of the movie, basically? Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling, and it's basically their, the lifespan of their relationship and uh, how they fall in love and then how they eventually end up uh, separated. And it's just upsetting. <laughs> it's upsetting because I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, I've gone through this shit before. So I don't think I ever want to go through that shit again. So I mean, so was it? Uh, and it's uh, that was the movie that they lived together actually for like a month. Yeah, which they, I always find before funny. Before they started shooting the movie, when so. actors are like, "Well, we lived together for a month with the method," I'm like, I, I find that a little. Well, I, I, I think that's. I think that if whatever helps you, uh, you know, what uh, whatever helps you get better into character, I'm go for it. The way they made them look younger and older, though, uh, was really good. Nick Nolte did heroin before he shot that movie in France. What was that movie in France that he shot like a little while ago? It was like a couple years ago. I don't know. He said that he did heroin before because he was a heroin addict in it. I'm just saying, go see the movie because it's fantastic and extremely good, but uh, don't take it a date to that movie. Should you should you take a date that you or should you take a uh, a significant other that you want to break up with? Uh, I think that would make it worse. Well, I guess so. Maybe take a take a breakup person. You take someone that you you and just be like, look, we like don't even want to. We don't want to ever be like this. So let's just end yeah. this now. Because I always thought it would be good if if you were on Rocky Times with uh, someone that you were going out with, you should go out with another couple that constantly fights with each other, and then just so then you had like them to look at, and then you constantly you was like, oh man, I hope we don't ever become like those two, and then if you ever start getting to become like those two, you're like, whoa. We should stop. We should stop right we got now. It. We should just appreciate what we have, and maybe we should move on. Because I, you know what? Because I just don't. I just. I just don't want to see us like them. That's maybe is, is that a is that a would that be a good reason to take someone to that movie? That is true. That is a good reason to take someone to that movie. But it's it's a great movie, and there's sex in it, which I like. Is it is it hate filled sex? Like they're just they're fucking because they hate there, each other. Yeah, there is hate filled sex. Yeah, okay. there's this one scene where she's like punching him, and I'm like, I've heard that term hate fuck before, it. but I've never. I don't think I've ever actually uh, participated in. Hate oh, fucking. I have had hate fucking where like a guy is having sex with. I've I've cried during and after sex before because I was like, I hate this so much, but I can't say no because it'll hurt him. <laughs> So you let him fuck you because you well, didn't it was want a boyfriend of a long term relationship that with the the relationship was over. Oh, okay. This is turning 
into a really creepy conversation. That's not, it doesn't have to be. But there's, um, I once went on a first date to, uh, was it the movie uh, Revolutionary Road? That's a... Idea. Yeah, and it is. Well, when fucking uh, Kate uh, Winslet gives herself an abortion in the in the living room. Which more women... No, I'm not going to... <laughs> what did you do after dinner? Over <laughs> coffee and, and biscuits? There's an abortion in this movie, too, almost. Who knows? I once took a girl to a movie a long time ago. You took a girl to a yes, movie? a long time ago. And it was our first date. We ended up dating uh, almost five years. And... Uh, we uh, couldn't get into the movie, so it was sold out. We went back to my parents' place, and we watched the movie The Evil Dead. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie The Evil Dead, but there is a scene where a girl gets raped by a tree. And uh, this is probably not the most appropriate first date movie. And as the scene starts uh, that she's going to get raped by a tree, this is when I realized and remembered that she's going to get raped by a tree. At the start of the scene, she's on the couch with me, beside me. And I'm so thinking about the scene, I'm, I'm in my own head, I'm not realizing what's going on, that by the end of the scene of her getting raped, I look beside me. She's no longer sitting beside me. She's sitting in a chair across the room. With her coat on and her shoes coat, on, ready to go. coat, like, over her lap. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I should just take you home. Oh, well, my God. Well, at, 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 at no point did you think that this might not be a great movie to uh, to watch with a, a first date or a girl on any level at all? I just thought I liked the movie and maybe she liked the movie, too. Oh, God, give me a fucking break. Give your fucking head a shake, I was Darren. Come eight, on. I was like you 16 eight, or 17. But what? OK, now what if she uh, would uh, what if she started giving you a hand job during the uh, tree rape scene? Well, the problem is, if I come, then that I get a I'll, every time I want to come now, I got to get a fucking tree rape scene going. Oh, you don't have to. Is this tree like you it? got? What about what about God's theater? The old mind up here. <laughs> that's what you that's during the Toronto blackout of yeah. 2004. I yeah. just jerked off to God's every, theater. Every time I go beside a greenhouse, I get a fucking hard on that's not gonna be i don't understand how she gets raped i can't remember this movie i i I know what movie you're talking i just can't remember the scene i don't understand how she gets raped by a tree like it's not running after her no no but well i think she stumbles in the forest and you know they read the book of the dead everything comes alive that's not normally alive and the tree wraps its its vines around her legs and splits it apart and then you see this log coming through the on the ground and then you see her her there's no there's no into her vagina there's no no penetration but i mean well obviously there's penetration in God's theater, yeah, there's penetration. In God's theater. The theater of the mind, upstairs. The, uh, oh, but, that totally reminded me, because like in Blue Valentine, she tells a really funny, and I'm, it's probably, I'd never heard this joke before, but it was really funny. She said there was a, can I tell the joke? Yeah. Sure, okay. Yeah, yeah. She said there was a uh, a child molester um, and a child walking into a forest, and they started walking farther and farther and got deeper and deeper. And the child looked up at the child molester and said, Mr., I'm getting really scared. And the child molester looked down at the kid and said, you're scared. I'm the one that's going to have to leave this forest alone. Yeah, no, that is a great joke. But yeah, I never heard it before. Goldie. I lost that's a, that, that's it. I an love oldie, it. That's an oldie but a goldie. Yep. I'd never heard that. I was so impressed by it's that. Still, it's still a funny joke. But. It's a good joke. Well, you know, the thing is, in Evil Dead 2, the woman gives herself an abortion in the living room, and it's a little little fern tree pops that out. That does not happen. A little fern tree pops out. But what, I mean, I always just thought that would be, always be a good test to see if you want to go out with someone. Is just like, you know, that, that you know, you have some of your favorite movies, whether it be like Clockwork Orange or The Shining. 
And then, but then I might also second guess if a girl is really into a Clockwork Orange, if she's really digging the rape scenes in, in a Clockwork Orange, I might yeah. be like, uh, I loved yeah, a, okay. a Clockwork. Orange. You know, Clockwork you really Orange. I love that movie. It's the only movie my dad, but he never. They let me watch anything after age fourteen. But I was going to watch a Clockwork Orange at age sixteen, and he made me promise him that I wouldn't watch it till I was like eighteen or nineteen because he just didn't think it was right. So I, I, I didn't watch it. You know, didn't, not often. That, that did not make you want to watch it more. No, 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 no. For I know it's weird. But that's how I was then. Listen, and, Darren, I'm your pa, and you're not going to turn on that, <laughs> that VCR. You turn that old VCR, we're going to shoot old Yeller. No, pa, no, don't shoot old Yeller. Um, but I didn't watch it until I was 19, and I'm fucking so glad I didn't watch it. That movie is fucked up. Both of those movies, both The Clockwork but Orange and uh, Evil Dead, uh, the first Evil Dead, were both banned in England because of the, um, I don't know if it was because, because of Because they had bad the British rapiness. accents? I, I don't think about it. I think so. They both had tree raping in it or something. <laughs> and British people hate tree raping. Fucking no, yeah. If there's one thing the British people hate, yeah. it's tree raping. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever, like, uh, when you found out there was a movie with a good sex scene in it, would you, like, when you were younger, would you, like, <laughs> tell all your friends and be like, we got to rent this movie? That was the only reason. I think from about 14 to, like, 60, there was, like, a, a good sort of, like, maybe a three, four-year block. That was the only reason I would watch a movie is, like, uh, I mean, like, movies like Porky's and Losing It and Private School. You watch them just and, and Ski School. Oh, Ski School. Fucking Ski School had so much sex in it. And Hot Dog, the movie. That was a really good one, too. What is Hot Dog, the movie? Well, it was all about, uh, like, Hot Dogs? Uh, no, it wasn't about hot. It was it was a hot dogs. Hot dogging is like is like a when you're like showing off and doing like ski tricks and stuff like that. Ski tricks and stuff or, like that. Or you know, like skiing things. <laughs> Dave the ski bum over Dave's here. Dave's gonna start doing Olympic play by play. Look at them ski tricks. Jamaican bobsled team just did another sledding trick. You can't do tricks on a bobsled you know other than not crashing. That, That's a good trick. Was, My favorite trick in not uh, crashing. Dave, that was the joke, but you keep playing along. Yeah. All right. Do you know what's funny? I did. Uh, I have my joke about, about black men, and I told it uh, on the show last night at Yuck Yucks, and um, there was a black guy in the audience, and... Uh, I tell this thing about how guys says you can have another hot dog, but you have to pay for it. And he he was laughing so hard. I'm like, see, if he laughs, it's cool. And then he goes, well, that's because uh, that's only Jamaicans that are like that. And I'm like, oh, and what are you? I'm Bermudi. I'm Bermudian. And I was like, I love how black people. And you said are- like the shorts, not as in like the country. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Because <laughs> like- Bermuda. I don't think Bermuda shorts are actually necessarily associated <laughs> with Bermuda. You say, oh, oh, you're Bermudian. Oh, you mean like the shorts? No, I did. Yeah, that's, that's, she said that's like what the shorts. Said. Yeah. But seriously, though, I uh, just we think all, we all do our geography based on uh, pieces of uh, articles of clothes. It just made me laugh, though, that like <laughs> a black person was racist in, against another black person. Oh, they're notorious for that. Are they? Those people are. <laughs> Dave. All right, do the voice, Dave. Go ahead. No, please don't. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to do that voice anymore. That's his New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah. He's going to stop. Doing that I'm, I'm going to start doing this voice. <laughs> oh, my God. So me and Dave, me and Dave go for f- fucking hamburgers in Greek town. All right. And it was like one o'clock in the morning. And it's all these old Greek guys. And we name drop Angelo Sarukis because he told us to go there. It's a good place. It's a place called Square Boy. And the guy kind of talks like that. Don't, was do, it what, good? Because I've always wanted to what go to Square want? Boy. What do you want? So what does Dave do? Dave starts mocking right back to him. Oh, you make a good hamburger. huh? You make a good ham. I'm like, Dave, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> He's like, come on. I'm here. 
your friend, huh? You give me free gravy, huh? You give me free gravy. And they were gonna actually, well, okay, so they were gonna they were gonna charge me for the gravy, and then I pointed at the other guy and said, uh, "No, uh, what, I forget what I referred to the guy as, but no, no, you said it's okay." Do the no. Uh, no, that was my, uh, that was my, uh... That's your Iron Sheik. You like to do the Iron Sheik. No, that's not the Iron Sheik. That voice, uh, oh, this voice is, uh, that's the, uh, the guy that works at the, um, the, the Chinese herbal place that we go th- in Chinatown that I've been to before. You know, the, you, the, you know, the joke that I have where it's like I'm pointing at the pills behind the counter and I say, oh, what do those pills do? And then the Chinese guy said, was like, oh, those pills, those pills make your dick go crazy. As I swear to God, that's what he said. And I kind of looked at him and I was like, oh, man, what does like, that mean? My dick goes crazy. I know. I, I, just... I want to get him. What, I want to know what happens when your dick goes crazy. Does it drive around? Your dick drives around with no car insurance or, uh, or uh, you know, it buys a handgun and holds up a liquor store or something like that? What does that mean? Your dick, my di- Hey, it's not me, honey. Listen, my dick. It's gone crazy. I took some weird freaky pill and it's gone crazy. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not even a party. I can't even control it anymore. I don't speak for my dick anymore. And my that... dick speaks for itself. It's got a Facebook page. And that was the Dave Martin Variety Minute. My dick's on Twitter. <laughs> that's right. That was a little, little nice little gesture little there by Dave, Dave Martin. Martin Variety Minute. Yeah, that's nice, Dave. He's going to dance in the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> if we have the space. And juggle. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, we're going to uh, go to a commercial break. And when we come back, our guest, Sandra Z, is going to be joining us. And I'm sure we're going to have lots of fun and lots of little Dave Martin moments. <laughs> You wouldn't pick them up on the side of the road, but thanks for listening now. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Yes, this is John Paul, and you guys are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost, alongside the accidental racist Kathleen McGee and the dude who does the absolute worst impressions in the entire world, my man Dave Marty Ma Martin. Really? That was supposed to be Snoop Dogg? Yeah, yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> For the same reason you slow down at bloody car accidents, you'll keep listening. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we're back from the break, and joining us in studio is Sandra Z. She has her own show on XM Radio. I thought I had a big ego, and I had to bring two friends on, and we're on five times a week. She's on ten times a day on XM Radio. Are you Sandra Z in the States? I am, yeah, Sandra Z. That's amazing. Actually, no, it would be she's Sandra Z up here. And Sandra Zed down in the States. That's but anyway, sorry, I fucked up. So Both. Go on. Yeah, you <laughs> fucked up. Okay. All right. Yay. I derailed with like <laughs> right away, a, right off the rails. Poking a hole awesome. in your joke. Uh so just give a quick little brief explanation of your show on XM radio and what it entails. So it's a, a twisted uh pop culture commentary kind of show. Okay. And uh, I basically talk about celebrity stories, um, who's sleeping with who, who's going to rehab, um, all the really important topics of the day. In just three minutes? Yeah, in, in three minutes. Wow. Yeah, it's good. When did this, when did, uh, I guess, pop culture become something that you actually uh, studied and, and wanted to uh, get more in depth with rather than just something that people just sort of like uh, look at as they're like uh, waiting to get their groceries uh, rung through? Yeah, I, well, for me, it was when I was like 16 and going to raves. 
Yeah. Um, I think I was, while I was going to raves, I was thinking about um, <laughs> What? You partying. were totally high. Totally. Other totally people high. wanted a hug, and you're like, what would Paris Hilton snatch yeah, totally. be doing right now? Yeah, it started, no, but it started at a super young age. Right. Um, and then I was, as I was getting older, I was like, you know, this is really interesting, and people want to talk about it, and uh, there isn't, uh, like, full, cool commentary out there by, like, a young person who can kind of get it, sort of. And Adam, right. how long have you been doing this, and, and when when did you get the radio show? I got the radio show in June, so it's been my six-month anniversary. Um, but I've been kind of talking about it since, uh, you know, I was like a, a, a wee one and uh, teaching about it for like a good 10 years now, so it's cool. Okay, and, and when you say you, you teach it, what is that like? What's, I, the, what's the lesson plan? Yeah. How does it the start? lesson plan is um, <laughs> I begin with a striptease. No, I, uh, you know, I just basically talk about the pop culture stories. And I, you know, I've been doing it at U of T uh, for quite some time now. And so I create my own course syllabus. Um, so like we examined Paris Hilton's, um, you know, kind of ventures in and out of uh, prison and with drugs and stuff like that. And we, we actually do case studies. That's kind of part of the stuff that I teach. So it's, it's totally groundbreaking and now, I enjoy do, it. Do you ever have people come in that are kind of like devil's advocates and kind oh, yeah, of totally. against pop culture totally. or against the value of pop culture or that we're as a society kind of sliding down a slope in that? Yeah. Oh, I have a lot of people that um, attack or say, you know, this is bullshit or um, garbage. And I think uh, I'd be one of those people. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I do find find it. I find it interesting, but I, I also do question our uh, obsession with the uh, the actions of of uh, and what other people are up to. When it's just sort of like you know, when people know more about uh, the family on the Jersey Shore as right. opposed to their own family, yeah. I think that's a, there's a, a big disconnection between you know what's real and what's around us, and then what's almost told to us through the media. Yeah, well, it's a form of a I call it a form of escapism, really. Yeah. Like Jersey is like the coolest day of the week because we get to watch other people become train wrecks and that makes our lives a lot better so you feel a little bit better bro sounds yeah, totally. easy well kathleen Lindsay does, La- yeah. well, thank you <laughs> thank you thank you very much i do feel better about myself when she I looks see great someone, by like, the way i have I to do. add I look, yeah. oh. I look great i yeah. do i feel good about myself <laughs> i'm glad you do but i don't watch jersey shore to feel that way though <laughs> no what do you watch jersey shore for darren i'll just watch a train wreck <laughs> I, I like actually Snooki. don't like Jersey Shore, and I'm a big reality television fan. I just watch it, and I'm just like, I just can't handle this. Like, I just, it's just too much. It's just like, oh, I, if I wanted to watch those people, I would just go and watch them in the club district of Toronto. But I just, <laughs> I that's the only, because I love reality TV, and right. I loved, like, Flavor of Love. Because oh, yeah. it was a little bit ironic, but this Jersey Shore is actually. Did you a just little... say you love Flavor of Love? I did. Yeah, I did. loved it. I'm oh, sorry. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. That's right. Fuck that show. But I, but I seriously like. I think that like I, I just watched that show and I'm like, I feel sad. I sad. I'm sad because I know that in like 20 years, People Magazine is gonna do a story on Snooki and she's gonna look retardedly <laughs> gross and. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not for me. But what do you think of? Because you're talking about pop pop culture now and like being a celebrity now, you can't do anything. You can't. Because someone's going to find out what you're doing. Right. What, like, what do you think about the, how pop culture has evolved from back in, like, the 40s and 50s when the studios hushed everything and everybody had wholesome 
everyone was wholesome, but Rock Hudson was gay and they covered totally. it up. And, and now the studios are almost using pop culture to their own advantage exactly. in, in hyping people. What do you think about that, how they've done that, how it's totally... Yeah, it's totally ingrained in our like common mainstream culture. And I think it's um, become so much a part of us and something that you, like I said before, you can't really escape it. Um, and I think that if you're not tuned in, so people who say, you know, I don't watch it or I don't listen to it or I'm not really into it. I, I actually think that's bullshit because I you know, encounter it. You can't every, escape yeah, it. Totally. Even if you're like, I'm not into it. You can't. Yeah. It's, in, it's in your face all yeah, the time. It's totally in your face. Yeah. And like even like. It's gotten so crazy that even a sex tape isn't shocking yeah, anymore. No. It's kind of like, why don't you have a sex exactly. tape? What's wrong with you that you don't have a sex tape? And like, yeah, even, I have two of them, so I know that. Um, I'm always I've, too scared that my silly bits are going to be. Yeah, I've got a sex gross. eight track tape. That's what I have. <laughs> I, uh, I have I some let sex a, on vinyl. I'll be honest. Uh, I let a I let a boyfriend tape me giving him a blowjob once. Right. Um, Whoa. Because he always said that I gave the best blowjobs ever. Oh, but like, every I've guy made, will say that if you give, especially the video tape. Well, then okay. And I've had a few guys tell me that, so I can't, I can't, you know, it's like, it's not like, if, if more than a few guys tell you that you should teach a class, you should probably teach right. a class, right? right. Uh, no. No. Your skills. no. They're still no. feeding you a line. I'm sorry. Okay, you know, you are the best fisted girl I've ever had. Can I film you getting fisted? Anyway, That's what I it takes? Made him, anyway, That's all it takes? I made him delete the tape. I made him delete it. Oh, like, sure you did. I didn't. I, I don't, wasn't able to. I don't want that yeah. out there. Yeah. Although yeah. I guarantee you right now, five dudes are on BitTorrent right now. <laughs> Kathleen McGee, blowjob. <laughs> It would be a very highly downloaded video if I ever put yes. that out. I just wouldn't want to disappoint my parents because it was funny. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, listen, this is how sensitive my family what? is. I had an article written about me in the Edmonton Journal. I was part of this like group of people to watch, and in the in the article, they they like she asked me the end the interview what I was doing last New Year's, and I was with Dave and Darren and Kitchener, and I basically said uh, chugging champagne out of the bottle and showing people my panties. I didn't think that that was even going to be the interview. First paragraph that was in the interview. So my grandma, it came out on Christmas Eve. I see grandma on Christmas Eve and she's like, that was a lovely article about you. I just don't understand why you had to talk about your panties. Right. Of course. Of course you did, though. Now, now, what, do you, now what do you think about shows like where, uh, like shows like uh, 16 and Pregnant or I Used to Be Fat? Yeah. It's just like we're almost like inviting uh, like uh, like a younger generation of, of like uh, and even like an older generation because they have these obnoxious like real housewives of uh, whoever gives a fuck where you're from Atlanta, Beverly Hills, you know, upstate New York, wherever the fuck you're from. They have a, a real housewives of. And then they have like all these shows that are almost encouraging people to uh, like uh, step into this world of where people used to be ashamed of, you know, um, whether it's like, uh, yeah, like 16 and pregnant or I used to be fat or uh, uh, just, uh, you know, any any even intervention. It's like I just always think it's you know, funny that like that shows like that or, or even people that you wanted to get uh, away from their addictions. Uh, people would used to want to do that on their own, and but now it's almost they we're encouraged to do that uh, under a spotlight. Oh yeah, what does that say about us? Well, it says it definitely says that we're voyeurs. Uh, we're definitely you know we're interested in in uh, you know showing ourselves to people. We're also interested in seeing what other people are doing. Um, but I definitely think like shows like Teen Mom are actually quite informative. I'm the flip side of things. Mm. Oh, I do. Okay, hold on. I, I, I totally think. You know what? Wait, I, I, wait, wait. I want. I want. I want to take this one, Dave. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. 
No, I, I was just going to say, I think that there, as much as there, you know, people are crying, oh my God, this is so horrible, and young kids are going to jump on the bandwagon, which, you know, might be part and parcel of the, the issue. But it actually is informative. It's showing other kids that, like, it's not easy to have a kid. You, you are correct. Yeah. But here's the problem with Teen Mom, okay? yeah, in me. my opinion. Tell me. And, and all pop culture. You know, for me, I'm a bit of a pop culture junkie, and I like it, but I think we've kind of jumped the shark in the value of pop culture when big news items that are important are. Put to the back pages for the updates on Teen Mom. Of course, the, pro- yeah. the problem with Teen Mom is I agree a hundred percent that these shows have value in showing kids that having a child is hard, right? And they can't do it, and a lot of times they need their parents, and even then it's still hard. The problem is, is once you jump the shark of now they are stars because of this show, right? Right before when it was just sixteen and pregnant, they only followed them around for one episode, and they didn't become stars. I had no problem with it, but the problem with Teen Mom is they've now all become stars from having children. Yeah, yeah, making mistakes. I'm sorry, and and yeah. that is the problem with Teen Mom. And there's unfortunately no way to do the good without the bad. Right. I mean, definitely you can, you have to look at you know you have to look at both sides. And who's who are these celebrities? I mean, we look at Kim Kardashian. Right. Um, how did she become a celebrity? Well, I mean, she had a famous father, but realistically, she produced this you know sex tape with Ray J. Right. Um, and people loved it. And so it it all stems to like who are you know who are our idols now? And they are these little um, you know teen starlets. But I mean, don't I mean at at, at no point do like these. People even seem to think that they're just a part of a machine. It's like right. they're a part of like a sausage factory. They're just getting churned out one after another. <laughs> right. There's always going to be another teen mom. And oh, I yeah. think for every for every ten kids that you think that watch this show and think that oh wow I've learned a valuable lesson that teen pregnancy is not a good thing. Maybe I shouldn't uh, you know sleep around so much and maybe I should get my shit together and not become you know uh, season three of Teen Mom like I thought I wanted to. Uh, but there's always one kid that thinks that oh well every time I walk into a store I see on the front of like In Touch Weekly there's the the teen mom and wow she's becoming famous for you know just uh you know popping out a couple kids yeah, i like, want that's... nine kids and i want to be kate and eight plus 12 <laughs> yeah. but then she's I, off the air now though so but yeah, I, yeah. I know but, then, but even yeah. but even worse i saw like on the et or one of those insider tabloid shows they were doing a what's hot and what's not for 2011 of course, yeah. and of course they say and you know who's not hot is kate gosling and her eight kids and you know who is hot the teen moms on mtv right. and what does that say that just tells me that there's a lot of kids out there that are going to be phoning up MTV going, hey, I got season three for you growing right here in my stomach. Oh so. my god, yeah. I just think uh, anybody can get famous now, so that's, oh, that's all it is. Yeah. And you don't have to have, have talent, you just have to be able to upload a video. You, yeah. you just have to have no shame and be able to show your whole like pathetic life on TV. Okay, yeah. that's not everybody, though. <laughs> for the like, most part. Not for the most part. I think that's a little bit of too much of a generalization about pop call. I am a fan of, of like Perez Hilton and totally. Us Weekly, and like I like reading it um, I like to find out what celebrities are doing. I just think, I don't know why, it's just something, but I do. Yeah, but I, what's Auschwitz? I know yeah, what Auschwitz is. I know, I know but, I know, but you know what my point is. No, I'm not talking to you individually. No, I know. I'm talking about, you know, the idea that, you know, uh, the when the um, tsunami hit and 6,000 more people died on top of the death toll in one day, the front page didn't have that. You know what the front page had that day? And this, I used to have a bit about it, that Brad and Jennifer were going to split up. But you know what? After that, the, the telethon. Remember that. So there is some good comes out of yeah, this. And the Brad and Jennifer. The Brad and Jennifer <laughs> telethon? What are you fucking talking no, about? No, the one that Brad was on the telethon. To I know he money. was, yeah, but but yeah. what my point is yeah. is that Brad and Jennifer was a Jake bigger Tom news Billing. story yeah. 
than the tsunami. You're right. And well, and that's the way it and is. And for weeks afterwards, yeah. it was a bigger story than the tsunami. Yeah, because and, that's what sells. Uh, I know, but that doesn't yeah. mean that. Yeah, that we should sign make that we should value that more. I right. mean, even when Anna, Anna Nicole Smith died, you know, that was uh, a bigger story. They had like a running feed of, on that on CNN. They were like yeah. still like bombs going off in uh, Afghanistan and Iraq at that time. Um, one thing I, I do think was interesting, and I just I watched this on TV before I left, is the amount. Now, what do you have to say about like sort of real news events that are almost bleeding into the pop culture sort of world? Uh, the fact that like today on Entertainment Tonight, their two top stories were the shooting in Arizona, right. and, yeah, Sarah so pa- and Sarah Palin's yeah. reaction to it. This is on Entertainment Tonight. Right. Well, there's there these was... aren't entertaining show, and those aren't entertaining news. Events. But that's because yeah. Sarah Palin is not a political figure only. She's also an entertainment figure. That's right, a hundred percent. It's not. I mean, yeah. to to go on Saturday Night Live, um, even uh, after being mocked for so long, and then to mock yourself, uh, she's part of that entertainment kind of fold and, and culture. But to answer that, um, it's it's not that they're necessarily poking fun at it. It's they're finding the intersection between uh, you know entertainment and serious news. So. Uh, Sarah Palin actually had this whole map out. I don't know if you guys heard about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's old. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, uh, well, that's the, what they're the, talking about today. The crosshairs yeah. on yeah. on yeah. and on her district. But the idea that it's on entertainment tonight, that's right. to me, that's kind of, that is weird. But, I mean, Darren, I, it's she, because what I said, she's yeah. not just a political figure. That's she's right. a celebrity. Oh, no, I, I understand that's, what your point but is. It but, is. She has her own television show. Yeah. yeah. Bristol. And her daughter is bombed. on Dancing with the Stars. Triggs. Yeah. All of this stuff, like, of course it's going to be on Entertainment Tonight television because she's a pop culture celebrity. They put, I've seen other political things on it, like anything about Obama they put on it. Anything that is sort of like a pop culture thing. That's right, yeah. And as much as that story is not about pop culture, it's about disgusting violence in the United States. It's, uh, it is because Sarah Palin's pulled into it because of all of her Twitter, because of all right. that. That's why she's pulled into this because of Twitter, which is a pop culture thing, that's which right, is yeah. always talked about on Entertainment Tonight television. So to me, that okay. makes total sense that it was on there. All right. Well, one thing I do want to get into is not just pop culture, because we can, we can talk about that for like 15 hours. <laughs> uh, but the one thing I do want to talk about is uh, pop culture isn't the only thing you talk about on your show. Right. It's one of your aspects. And another aspects is also the kind of the sexuality that uh, the show projects as well in terms of uh, men cheating and giving hand jobs and blow jobs and and that kind of those kinds of topics right and the one thing I wanted to ask you about and I, and I found this very interesting is um, you don't have to get that personal about your own background but how how promiscuous does someone want you to be before they're going to want truly believe what you're saying versus you as the educator because you are a, a lecturer at U of T and, and you do teach and you have an educational component as well. But what do you think is probably more important to the end user that you've done all these things or you've done the research? Do you know what I mean? Um, I, well, I think for the for the young, uh, you know, user. Right. So, you know, I would say, you know, a large proportion of, of my listeners are men. Okay. Um, a lot of them are young as well. So I think that they want to hear that I've, I've you know, been around the block or whatever. Um, right. Practice <laughs> what, my, practice what you preach. Thing. Yeah, practice. Um, what you preach, right? Practice what you preach. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that people want to know that you know what you're talking about and you're just not reading off, you know, script off of a piece of paper. And right. you're not just getting all your info from the web, but that you're actually, you know, here are some steps that you can pleasure your man or partner or whatever you have and all that stuff. And a lot of the stories that I talk about are actually personal stories that I've um, actually done or someone else has told me about, like the whole having sex with the, you know, my friends. I didn't actually do this, but a friend of mine had sex with her friend's husband on their wedding night. I know. Oh, my God. 
This is right. horrible, but yeah. it happens so frequently that it's it important does, to get yeah. it out there and say that you're not alone. What do you think is happening <laughs> to sexuality in women? Because I think that the term slut is dying. I yeah, personally totally. think it is. Because I think that for so long, guys could fuck whoever they wanted to, however many girls they wanted to, and it wasn't slutty. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, it, yeah, and that was standard. the old double standard. But I think it's changing. I mean, like, I all my girlfriends, they what? talk about... No, I think it's changing. No, but I was going to say, what dude... Go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I have a comment. Go ahead. <laughs> I just think it's changing because I think that girls are now starting to own their sexuality and be like, it's not dirty if I like having sex. It's not a bad thing if I want to feel sexy. And I think that that... I think it's a good thing, but, I mean, some people might think, oh, well, they're just being sluts, but I really think the word slut is dying. Yeah, well, actually, people are using uh, the term slut or the word slut as a form of empowerment. Yeah. Um, you know, people in the hallways, I hear it at UT and you're like, you fucking whore? Yeah, okay, that's me. So yeah. people are like using it and taking advantage, like ownership there's a, there's of it. There's a difference between sluts and whores though. I mean, whores. Is there a, really? Yeah, sure. There's a whore. There's like a, it's a, there's a business agreement. There's an exchange of money <laughs> involved. Yeah. Sluts, sluts, She's sluts. not being literal, yeah, Dave. Yeah, true, right? <laughs> well, you should be literal if you're going to throw words right. around like that. Right. I mean, sluts just love to fuck and then sluts are great, but whores, right. there's an there's like a uh, there's an, an HST impl- with whores. There's, yeah. a, there's an implication <laughs> yeah, that there's uh, that there uh, it's a yeah, business like agreement between two people. Right. And but to I, me, it's I, like guys. There's who, a difference in my opinion. I don't understand these guys who don't want to like date a slut or date a whore. Like uh, what? Uh, I think these, da- yeah. Guys want to date a slut, but they don't want to marry a That's slut. That's right. 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 Who don't? Oh, well, I don't Which know. Is though, stupid. Because I, I, I think so. I want yeah, a totally. girl with experience. That's, That's right. what I'm you know, trying. I, I want her to be. Yeah, I've done this fifty-seven thousand times, and it's going to be good now. I'm like fucking right. right. Well, because guys are always going to think, do I measure up to those fifty thousand guys before? Okay, I well, fucking you don't. I don't. I'd be like, this feels you good. Know. I hope I don't measure up. Make it feel better. Then I'll measure up. You should know if she's back. Right. You know, yeah. If she's back, then yeah. you, then then she's enjoying herself. Right. But I mean, like, I just think it's I just think it's it's good for women, and and um, it's sort of a total flip from the whole Gloria Steinem, oh absolutely, um, woman empowerment, and you know, burn our bras and fuck men and fuck that. I'm like, yeah. But now it's like coming to this whole thing where like, hey, no, I'm going to be a woman, but I can be feminine and yeah. I can be pretty and I can be intelligent and all these things all rolled into one and I can fuck whoever I want. Exactly. And uh, I'm not going to let anybody judge me. And I think that I hope like if I ever had a daughter, that's if my kid if I had a daughter, as long as she's protected, as long as I'm not a that's grandmother right. by the time I'm 30, you can fuck whoever you want. <laughs> Seriously. Absolutely. Amen, that sister. That would be a bit not possible because I'm. Almost 30 now. Yeah. I've never had a child. Not that you know of. Yeah. I, I could have had four children, but I don't yeah. know. Thank God for that. But it was, just, indi- it was a, just indigestion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're almost out of time, but we do want to talk about you have a, a website and it's uh, it's SandraZ.com yep. or is it? San- That's it. SandraZ.com. Okay. SandraZ.com. So people can obviously uh, contact you there. You have a blog on there, don't you? Yep. There's a blog and you can reach me also at... Uh, uh, my email and on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the nice social networking sites. And what if someone wants to come and hear you speak? Uh, like, do you do outside engagements or only U of T? No, I do. I do some uh, outside engagements. I've been approached by a couple of people to do certain things. Um, right. <laughs> all non-sexual, of course. And um, but yeah, I definitely am on the you know lecture circuit. I teach at U of T, so right. people can't just like you know drop in in the classroom. That'd be kind of awkward. No, no, no. But, um, but yeah, definitely uh, trying to get. You know, it out there that uh, like, you know, the weekends where they have like everything to do with sex shows. Yeah. And they have these kind of seminars and lectures and things like that. Well, that's the plan. Right. That's I really see. the okay. plan. Um, so this is the, the start of uh, hopefully great things to come. 
All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks I do want to have me. you back again because I want to have a, a discussion on cheating. Cute. Uh, but uh, we've run out of time. So uh, <laughs> we'll save that for the next time. Awesome. So we want to say thank you, Sandra. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Ooh, thank you, Thanks Sandra. for having we, we me. Got a, we got a lot more we could have talked about. Totally. Yeah. Next time. Next we time. We love Sandra Z. Guess which host bought a Shania Twain album just so they could do blow off her tits. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. Dave Martin and Kathleen McGee. What up, though? This is Kevin Harrod. You know, I'm from the T.O. You're listening to XM Radio with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. We're on the city scene, and she's from Edmonton, and she all need to know. We're on XM Radio, Laugh Attack, and that is that. Guess which host has to start their car with a breathalyzer? This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we're back from the break, and that was a nice little interview with Sandra Z doing some cross-promotion for the channel. Sexy. It was really sexy. Sexy. Um, before we uh, went to our interview, we were talking about movies and bad date movies, and uh, I always wondered about this. Uh, I've got a problem. I've never bought an illegal DVDs like from Chinatown or or some shady store. I always feel like I'll be the one when I go in and get fucking. I buy them. I'll, they'll get busted right there, knowing my luck. But uh, have you ever have you ever done that? Well, if we say anything on the air, what happens to us? Well, what do you do? You, do you think it's a, you think it's it's right? It's wrong? Of course, it's wrong. Or, is, or my life policy of just play stupid. That's you know what, what though? It's the whole argument with music downloading and everything. Even like, what about those people that download movies in their house? Like, I, I'll admit it. I have gone into those stores before. There's one that has an amazing porn section. Um, but anyway, uh, no, I just think because. Everything is so fucking expensive but now. But when, when you buy the porn ones in Chinatown, is it the same thing? Like they're shot in theaters and you see people oh, getting never up from the their seats ones. and walking out and or getting up and just cleaning themselves <laughs> off? Like, no. Oh, man. Did they install a fountain in that theater? What's going on there? <laughs> you get like jizz spot. Yeah. What the fuck? Wipe the lens. Jeez. Wipe the lens. Is it foggy in that porn? What the fuck is that? Yeah. I don't know. There used to be, actually, there still is a, tr- a theater in Toronto uh, called the uh, Metro Theater near uh, Bloor and Christie, and uh, it, and they advertise themselves as an actual porn theater. Like, and and I and I used to have an apartment across the street from that place, and uh, you used to be able to go, and they used to have ads in the Toronto Sun that if you went and if you cut out the little coupon, you could go into the theater. And I thought it was like an actual old school porn theater that was actually showing like thirty five millimeter films, and you actually sat down and you watched, and then but. And so a buddy of mine w- went across the street and we went in and uh, it was just be- beaming in like a satellite feed. So it was like modern day porn uh, on a big screen and you were just in a theater watching it, which I just thought was so ridiculous. I love the progression of porn uh, watching, like how people used to, how guys used to go and get celluloid films and they all watch them together. And now it's just some guy in his apartment jerking off onto you porn or something. It's just, it used to be a group activity is all I'm trying to say. Pornography watching used to be a group activity. I, I don't think it was ever a group activity. Yeah, they used to. I didn't you ever see those things where they'd have bachelor parties and they'd all watch a porn like they'd they'd just because there's a movie about it doesn't mean it was a normal occurrence. Of, I bet of you it happened. Lives. Well, no, then what are those theaters? How did those theaters survive? How did those theaters survive if like a 
you know, in Times Square where the guys would sit in a theater. Yeah, single and dudes, watch a porn together. dudes in fucking raincoats whacking it off. But still. Not like, hey, Jim, I'll meet you there. Bring but, Todd. Bring Terry. But I'll that is a group. Sheet. But that is a group activity. Like, there's no, a group there. No, it, it, was, it was only, movie theaters only existed because people didn't have VCRs at home that they could watch the, in their own privacy. I think it, it was just out of necessity that they had to go uh, to the theater. It's just not because they wanted to. Well, but I'm I not mean, saying they wanted to, but I'm saying it's crazy that how the was progression of that, porn watching has been able to, like, change from being in a theater to just in the privacy of your own home in front of your computer. But it's all by choice. You know, no one would still choose to go out to one of those theaters. And now you can even do it with your iPhone on the bus. So it's progressed out you of your can. home. You there, can do it. You and can you do just it. claim you're retarded, and then you'll just get thrown off the bus. That's all. Because they're not going to throw someone in jail and... I've got Down syndrome, I whack off on the bus, and that's it. You can do a lot of things with your iPhone. I have a joke about it, but there is an iPhone vibrator. Yeah, but will it vibrate enough to make you come? You, it's an attachment. It's not an app. Like, it oh. doesn't make the phone vibrate. It's this attachment, and you plug it into your iPhone, and then, like, the music, it just pounds to the music. Pounds to the music. <laughs> that's kind of weird, no? No, I think it's fucking awesome. You I want one. Awesome? I would love one, but Why? I think they're, like, $200 or something. Get your own egg. It's, like, 20 bucks. Yeah, I know, but sometimes there's a novelty to things. I don't so, know. So you, you don't actually have one? You don't own one? Oh, I wish I owned one. No, oh. I can't afford it. Okay, just because in, in your act you own one. Yeah, Dave, Um, in my act I say a lot of things. In my act I say I've participated in Bukaki. In my act I say that I'm adopted. All those things are false. Okay, well, I, okay. I was just, I was just Who are where do you draw I thought you were a... Com- what you, what is that? Your entire act is completely true? Just, a, just about. Just about. Yeah. Mine is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we're all a uh, big but, bo- but, bro- cross. But I gotta, I gotta be honest. The only time I lied is the one time when uh, I was given up for adoption. It was at a bukkake party. So that was the only joke I manufactured for the sake of comedy. Everything else in my act is. Well, true. I'm glad you clarified that because Darren wanted to know if you had some trauma about uh, being a child. Oh my. I have a, I got a really funny text from a comic today. Can we? Can I just can I, can I just uh, quickly just say my argument about uh, buying DVDs in Chinatown, and I do it all the time. Uh, first of all, <laughs> they waste so much money in in the film industry in the first place, and also if we didn't outsource the movies to go get like uh, uh, distributed and, and or like um, was it. Um, when they go over to Hong Kong and and, and Taiwan to get uh, uh, reproduced, and and then if we didn't if they didn't go if the, if we cut back on the amount of hands that a movie goes through, there would be less pirating. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> and that was Dave's, that was Dave's variety. That. that was the political part of Dave's variety hour yeah. or minute. Less hands means uh, you know better for us, I guess. Have you ever gotten a text? Don't you make the fucking connection. I was just saying that don't. The more places that it goes to. He always has to defend himself. I know. Have you ever gotten a text message from somebody that just like, made you laugh out loud? Well, yeah, of course. That's but what like, texting's about. <laughs> I got this one. Supposed to be serious. <laughs> no, I got, a, I got a text message from Shannon Lafferty, another female com- comedian in Toronto, and she was hosting last night. And she, I just got, I haven't texted her back yet, but uh, she's like, don't take this the wrong way, but would you be interested in free therapy? <laughs> I just laughed so hard. I'm like, what wow. did I say to her yesterday? What does that say about you? I, well, I need free therapy. Yeah, because you're adopted. I'm adopted. I have a bukkake issues. Yeah, so you can go there and tell this person. And I was raped by a bear once. Were you? A gay man. Wow. A yeah. bear and a tree? <laughs> I want to see that in 3D. And a tree. Um, I've been raped by many inanimate objects. But, I mean, some people will call it rubbing up against, but I would call it rape. Would you? <laughs> I don't know if that would stand up in court, but a bear. What about you, Dave? You ever been sodomized by a bear? Or? No. Okay. 
That's all you don't have a you don't wow. have a political stance. No okay. witty comment to that. Okay. <laughs> no witty comment. No political right stance. Down, Dave. Okay. Dave's had enough. Dave is upset. Dave is upset. <laughs> well, every time I try to say something, it just gets thrown and thrown right back at me. So because a lot of the things you say are pretty funny. All right. Okay. No, I have I have not been uh, I have not been uh, raped by a bear. I once took a uh, one of those uh, small baseball bats on my ass that he used to beat fish with when they come out of the boat. But let's not we won't get when into they come that. out of the <laughs> what the fuck? You're the freakiest. Like, you know, you're sitting there going, oh, "You guys gang up on me too much," and then I fucking ass fuck myself with a small bat that you beat fish when they come out. Yeah, of the Yeah, okay, boat. yeah, like, we're gonna say shit about you. Oh, what the fuck does oh, that okay. mean? Okay, and, and and I ended uh, and New Year's Eve ended with me uh, fucking the sleeve of my favorite coat, and then I went back to bed hoping that the uh, next year didn't. In the same way. All right. Am I a weirdo? I think so. Okay, good. Right. How big is this bat that you kill fish with? I don't no, I don't understand. <laughs> what the fuck? Like a little leaguer bat or like I was, a... I was horny at the sportsman show. Anyways, I uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who isn't horny at the sportsman show? I, I don't get what kind of bat do you kill fish with and then I've never it, heard of a bat that from? you kill fish with. Either. Yeah, I don't understand that. It's just it's like a club. Anyway, I'm not I, I, I'm not. I'm not actually. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna start breaking down something that I just made up. But uh, it's. You know. Haven't you ever seen those small fish bats? They're like that big, and then you. And then you beat the fish with them when A they fish come bat. out. Of the, uh... Fish bat. Hey, that's what they used well, to call this comedian in Edmonton. They called him Brian Higgy's nickname was Fish Bat. I don't well, know what why. that means. That's why. Because we need to he, Google Dave Fish Bat. Shoved that guy in his ass uh, once and. Yeah, well, that my, wouldn't my surprise one, me. One trip to Edmonton, I sodomized a comic with a little uh, wooden. Uh, all right, I wasn't going to tell this story, but since Dave just opened up, and oh, told I'm us scared. About the fish bat, do I want to hear it? So, for some reason, my cock was bleeding in Kingston. Oh okay? my God, was it Bobby Mayer's okay? fault? No, was no, it no, full no. moon. Did, it was the full moon. Did Bobby Mayer bite there, your cock when it was blowing? I had something on the, the tip of my cock. It's like this weird thing, and I've had it checked out. It's not herpes or anything. It's just a little kind of spot, and sometimes the little piece of skin falls off, and sometimes it doesn't. So I thought it was falling off, so I. Just just slightly tugged on it, and it, and it I just gagged. It oh ripped off, oh. and it started to bleed. Is it, oh. did, it, did it look like that thing that's on Andy Rooney's face now when he does yeah. his commentary oh, in yes. 60 minutes? Yes. So here I am in Kingston oh. alone in a, in, a, in, a, in a hotel room, uh, and, I'm, and, and my cock is bleeding. Oh, so you didn't close with this while you were on stage? No, right? no, no, no. This is not a bit, Dave. Not all my life experiences are bits with you and your fish bat. <laughs> Anyways, I've got this fucking, I've got my, and the thing is, when your cock bleeds, you don't know how much is a lot or a little, right? Like, it's an artery. It's bleeding a lot for me. Like, I don't know how much is a lot. So I'm sitting there naked holding tissue paper to my cock trying to bleed, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm probably going to, and it's bleeding a lot. I mean, am I going to die? Do I call C, you know, CNN? Do I call 911? <laughs> Do I call CNN? <laughs> I want to be Pierce. I want to be Pierce's first guest. I don't care if I die. I just want to be on CNN. CNN right after Don't Oprah. Here's the cock bleeder from Kingston. Go, oh. go, cock bleeder. I think any blood coming out of your cock is is too much. I don't think that CNN has an affiliate out of Kingston. Didn't you say if his cock is bleeding, it just means it's working? Yeah, it does. That just means your cock is working. So I'm sitting there and I'm I'm bleeding. I don't know. I'm serious. I'm like I'm gonna have to call Bobby, the other comic, to take me to the emergency room. Or and how am I gonna explain this? What if I die in the room? And that's serious. I went to my computer because the last thing I had on my computer was I looked up Wham on fucking Wikipedia. And I'm like, if I <laughs> die tonight, someone's gonna check my computer, and I don't want it to be about Wham. And you're gonna be you're, someone's gonna be like gonna he, find... he, he's, he's gonna find Wham on my computer, and I stab myself in the cock. Yeah, till they're I gonna die. find you with a bloody crotch and Wham, Wham on the, the computer. last thing you looked up. That's crazy, Fuck you, Dan. Andrew Ridgely. Fuck you, Andrew Ridgely. And that's it. Well, I, I mean, 
sometimes my vagina bleeds and it scares me. So yeah, but that happens every twenty eight fucking days. I mean, give me a break. Luck, hopefully. Right, I hope so. Hopefully. Um, the uh, <laughs> well, uh, well, my I, I mentioned that at the top of the show that I mentioned I'm taking antibiotics because my my abscess came back and I don't know how I got it. I picked up in the first place, but it it got at its worst uh, when I was in uh, New York with Aaron. I actually took a flight back to Toronto earlier so I could go straight to the emergency room. And when I showed it to the uh, nurse, she actually did one of the, she. Uh, she did one of these. <gasps> she like gasped and jumped back like five feet. Like I don't know if if like she jumped back or just the sight of it. Some or like some I don't know what, but it caused her to jump back. And it was almost like I almost thought that I was going to become a part of like some like before and after photo. And it had to get cut into and drained and freed. It was an That's awful. So a, gross. It felt like a hot coal, like the size of a golf ball, was about like a, a half an inch. You got a video. Can I just skin. say I feel like I'm at? I have I have uh, can I just photos of it. Say I feel like. I'm at uh, like my aunt and uncle's house or or an old folk home, and everyone's like, "Well, I had an abscess well, on my back." Have you seen, and guess where I bleed from? Uh, all right. Have you seen the videos online of the the zit popping? No, and I don't. The zit oh, draining. Yeah. And you know what? Oh, I know God. that some people love it. Like I the have size a friend. Of a fucking cauliflower. Oh, a lot of chicks. This is going to be. This is going to be the size of a cauliflower. This a lot gonna, of chicks love popping shit. This is going to be hard for me to talk about because I might start to gag. But I have a friend that is like. She lives for popping zits on her husband's back. Oh yeah, and right just, in the face. Oh my god, that is that's that'll shoot up. Worse. The back oh, ones will shoot up right in your face. We seriously need to stop talking about this. My stomach shoot hurts. up right in no, your face. Please don't talk about There's this one anymore. On video. There's a video online. I don't want to know. This girl's like <laughs> have to get an exacto knife and cut this guy open, and cauliflowers start popping okay. out, and everyone's complaining <laughs> about the smell. It's a hard pus too. Seriously, like, you guys. Smells and smells like terrible. socks and eggs. You guys, I'm not even. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I might throw up well, right now. Get something to throw up into. It'll be good radio. No, it'll be horrible radio. I think I have one on my back, too. Va- oh, stop it. Vomit oh. is my number one Dave, fear. Dave, put your shirt down. <laughs> Vomit's my number one love. <laughs> I'm into the Roman showers. Oh, my God. <laughs> but there's tons of them. I'll show you one next time you're at my place. You got to see You got to see at least one. It's fucking unbelievable. I don't want to see at least one. You got to. No, you gotta. I everyone, don't got to do anything. That's like everyone's saying, you got to see two guy, girls, one cup. You got to see it. I'm like, I never watched it. I never will watch it. I, you know, sorry. You never it's, will. Just, it's just super duper creepy. It is. It is mine. It. it, it your life will never be the That's same. That's why I don't ever want to watch it. When I first saw the two girls, actually, I know someone who actually, when the When two, I first saw, how many times have you watched it? Twice. I saw it on Broadway. <laughs> I, I only read the book. The book's much Starring better. Starring Susan Sands, Randon and Carol Channing. Kathleen Turner. <laughs> the, the end's got Susan Boyle. It's really kind of weird. Oh, my God. She comes out of the cup and sings. No, she that, that, that actually was her first step in the We're show We're two of a kind. Number two of a kind. Well, there was a, who was it? Uh, Peter Anthony, friend of the show who's been on. Uh, actually, he was, when Two Girls in One Cup uh, came up in conversation once, Peter Anthony was sort of like, yeah, that's not real, man. I've seen real skin. Don't start fucking creating some conspiracy theory like you're poking holes in the two girls in one cup I mean the saddest thing was that those two girls thought that this was going to be their step into becoming famous and I always loved it I would have loved it if uh, someone actually murdered those two girls and then uh, if there was any public outcry of uh, oh my god we're never going to see what humiliating things that those two girls are going to do to each other from now on they've been they've been taken away from us and oh what weird freaky things are they going to shit on and you know what I always thought I thought it was like these two girls i never saw it but i know what happens in it because i've been told but i uh i always thought it was just these two girls that they're like listen you're gonna have to you only have to do this once 
We'll give you girls $50,000 each. No one is ever going to see this. It's going to be quiet. No one will ever know it's you. And then now they're they're at the grocery store and and someone looks at them and vomits because they know it's the two girl, one cup girl. First of all, it's very hard to find the video. It's not online anymore. It's it's really, it's very, very hard to find. Well, then why was it so easy for a while ago? It was for a while, but now it's like, like you can't show, like, I can't even find it right now on the internet to show you. There's tons of reaction videos. There's tons of other videos. The reaction videos I like. The reaction videos are great, but you cannot find it. Luckily, I downloaded it in the very beginning. Like, I have Luckily, (laughs) I have a copy. You downloaded Darren, that? Oh yeah, I'm, fucking right. I you downloaded I that piece of shit. Oh, Darren, I love right how I, I love how you're like. Luckily, I downloaded fucking it. Fucking right, I Thank did. God for my it. downloading. When people come over and they don't know what it is. I show them, and they they fucking they lose their shit, man. Oh yeah, you lose a lot of you stuff. Lose, it's like it's, and I, I want to do a Broadway show where you know at the end these backs come out with all these zits and they pop onto each other. Darren, you know I mean? right this cup, show is making right me nauseous. Cup, right to a cup. Kathleen, oh. and then Dave will pop up and little minute of the comedy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not participating. I'm going to puke. This is the grossest show we've ever done. I I'm know. disgusted. It's beautiful. I do need to. I think I'm hard. I'm. Hey, you know how uh, ever I, I, oh, I'm I, bleeding. I'm bleeding. Go ahead. Oh my God. I got to get off this subject. I, I started Weight Watchers. How do you go from backsits? Because I want to get off of backsits. You know, I think it went to it went from puking to Weight Watchers. <laughs> it did. That's, that's the uh, that's dot, the natural that's, progression, and that's, that's the, the best part the of Weight Watchers connecting. because if you vomit, you get all those points back. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I haven't puked, but I did lost four, lose four pounds in my first week. Right. And I'm only doing it online. I have done it before, where you go to the meetings and you all talk about being fat and. You talk about your triumphs and then you cry together. And I always thought that Dave should go to Weight Watchers because Dave likes um, overweight girls that have low self-esteem. Uh, don't, of course. Okay. Yeah. And uh, but the thing about Weight Watchers is any dudes out there, you want to pick up a girl, um, you go to Weight Watchers and find a girl that's lost the weight there. She's sitting there. She's no idea that she's gorgeous. She's probably gorgeous before. So she, but now. She's society gorgeous or whatever, and uh, she would never know. So Dave could swoop in and just get this beautiful girl, and they would never know what was coming. Well, thanks for looking out for me. Always am. <laughs> I'm always... Weight Watchers meetings is Dave's plenty of fish. <laughs> that's all I'm trying Aww. to say. And that's why, that's why I, keep, I still keep one of those bats on me, so when they jump out of the boat, I can just <laughs> whack them so they don't keep you gotta That's whack what a the fish bat is for. To get through all the extra skin, Dave. You know, all that extra, you got to whack them a couple times. Where is everybody this weekend? Uh, I am in Kitchener with you and Bobby Mayer. That's going to be so much fun. That's like the, I'm joining you guys now on the Dark Days of January tour. Yes. This week is Kitchener. Next week after that is Ottawa for oh my 40th my birthday. God. If you're in Ottawa and you're listening to this, if you don't. January 21st, Ottawa Yuck Yucks. If you don't come to that show, you're. It's going to be fucking crazy. I'm I'm going to get drunk I'm gonna and I'm going to show everyone my panties again. I'm going to cry. I'm going to tell the cock bleeding story on stage for sure. I'm going to show my panties. I'm going to make you puke with more stories. If of you make grossness. me puke, I will be angry. Yeah, yeah. You I will bring be... a puke bucket. No, I don't want any puke. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to somehow get a zit on my back and have you come up and pop it right on there, right off stage. <laughs> Darren, fuck. I've never gagged this much in my life, and I've given a oh, lot yes, of blowjobs. I was trying to do something, and then Dave went in there. Of course, that's what Dave does. Uh, where are you this weekend, Dave? 
Uh, actually, I will be at uh, the uh, the Dominion on Queen. If is the East End Comedy Review, come and check out that show. It is going to be amazing. Our headliner is Nikki Payne. Also on that show is going to be uh, Chuck Byrne, Ted Morris, Arthur Simeon, Brian Hat, myself, and the lovely friend of the show, San Shannon Laverty, will be the hostess with the mostess that night. So come down to 500 Queen Street East, the Dominion on Queen, for the East End Comedy Review. Okay, and we also have a Facebook group, so please go to Anything Goes on Facebook and download some of our past shows and past guests. Uh, also, if you want any more information about myself, you can go to ComedyWhore.com. If you want to see Dave Martin, go to Dave Martin World, or you can always find Kathleen McGee on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. And you know what? I'm putting it out there. This is my Hotmail personal email address. It's McGeekster, MCG. E-E-K-S-T-E-R at Hotmail.com. For all that fan mail. I want the fan mail to come to us, because yeah. fuck XM. They're not yeah. sending it to us. Yeah, I know right that... to you. Right to you. And then, and then I'll be able to see all the filthy fan mail there again. Uh, and uh, if you have any questions or concerns, we can always be reached through the internet. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can do that at laughattack at xmradio.ca, or you can call us at one eight seven seven xm laugh that's the old uh, phone, so please do that. And we want to give a shout-out to Paul the Intern and Victoria for helping us sound better each week. And uh, that's it. So, uh, you know, hopefully you guys have a fun week and bring come back to us and call us or send us emails, and we'll talk about things that you want us to talk about. Right? Like bleeding cocks and vaginas. Whether you like to or not. Have a great night, everybody. I smile and wave.